Hey everybody, I have um, a controversial stance on something that's happening within Pennsylvania uh, based on that Sean Christie character that keeps breaking the skipper dippers. And I had an interesting theory for all you gamers out there about why there's no Half-Life 3, uh, Left 4 Dead 3, etc., etc. by Steam. Um, if, if you feel froggy, then leap into the swimming pool with me. And I will talk about more other things that pop into my head. Some stuff that I've been wondering and thinking about for a while now. And sitting here... Uh, throwing up and sick in my room helps me to you know focus on stuff that's not stressing me out and only stuff that you know i've been wondering about for a while so join me and let's delve deep into machiavelli's mind Before I start the show, um, I just want to personally thank everybody who listens. Whether you're a dedicated fan who's been here since the beginning, or um, somebody who's just stumbling across this mess of a programming and uh, enjoying it regardless, um, it really means a lot to me. I mean, even if I'm background noise while you're driving, while you're jogging, uh, uh, playing a game, and you just need something to listen to, or even just you know getting a sloppy blowjob from a, a roadhog, I really appreciate everybody taking their time to listen to me. This is like a very therapeutic thing for me, and I enjoy doing this on a weekly basis. I wish I could do it more than once a week, but with my scheduling and time permitting me, I don't really have a lot of time to do these. So for the rest of the week on my downtime, what I like to do is I like to write down ideas and funny thoughts that I have, and I try to bring it to you as often as I can. I, I narrowed it down to once a week. Like my friends at Inside You did, but um, I really wish I could do it at least three times a week. But with my schedule, it it just does not permit. And um, even though I'm I'm a vague shotgun blast of anything that comes out of my brain, and it could be literally anything from the news about the Queen to a video game that I knew about in. 96 uh, i could be about uh porn porno i watched and got off to to uh um some conspiracy theories from wrestling to death metal albums it, it could be literally anything that just explodes from my mouth and uh you guys sit back and you enjoy it and i appreciate it because like i said this is therapeutic for me almost because 
I get to discuss how I feel without being interrupted, without being talked over, without being stopped. I, I get to ex- fully express my opinion on topics that have been eating me up or bothering me or that I want to re-explain. And um, this helps me just come right out and say how I feel, even though sometimes it becomes a little vulgar, and I apologize in advance for that for the last episodes and any episodes going over. Uh, sometimes my anger gets the best of me, but you've been here. You're listening now, and I want to thank you guys for everything that you've given me. Because even though you don't you may not feel like you've given me anything, just sitting there listening is so amazing to me. And I really want to thank you guys for listening. And hopefully going forward, I can bring you more content and uh, better quality episodes if, if you're not – if I'm not hitting up the part already. And I really greatly appreciate you guys. I do. Um, and not to ruin the moment for a shelling. But if you guys really, truly, deeply enjoy the show I'm doing, there is – a program on Anchor now where you can deposit money as like a donation to me and it's like a sponsor program kind of thing. Kind of like um, uh, kicks, not Kickstarter but the other one um, where you can give so much to a person and uh, it'll help them out uh, with their programming. And I don't want to seem like a beggar. I don't want to ask for money, and I'm not going to. I signed up for this so that if you just feel like throwing anything at me, any monetary value from a penny to a dollar to a hundred bucks, I I don't. I will probably not accept anything over a hundred if I could deal with it, but. Anything that goes towards the towards me will go towards this show, improving it, getting better quality, um, even going towards possibly getting a co-host to help me focus my blasts, which may or may not be a good thing, and going towards getting guests because people cost money and I work a kind of a dead-end job, so um, – like I said, I'm not asking you to donate. I'm not going to sit here on a in, in a in an alley with a cup and sunglasses on and beg you for money. But if you like the product, you like what I do, and you want to see this go further and become something magnificent, you can donate whatever you feel. And at the end of the month, I will collect – and put that money or even just save it in there and then just take that money and buy equipment, whether it be better microphone, better computer, uh, hire on uh, a co-host, probably my good friend Hamburgasm, as some friends know. <laughs> and um, possibly even get some sponsorships because you got to – Spend money to make money. You got to 
pay the piper to get the hand job. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I'm not going to come out here every episode and shell for cash. If you want to donate, it's there. If not, that's fine too. This is a free programming. And this is just a way for me to send myself out there to let people know who I am and my thoughts about topics. And if you like it, I appreciate it more than you can ever know. And uh, I want to thank you all very much for listening. And I'm sorry for the shell, but I know uh, some people might actually want to help out. And I appreciate and love anybody, whether you donate or not. I just want to get it out there off my chest that I appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening. All right. So now with that said, let's talk about an interesting individual and my kind of controversial statements that will go towards or against this individual. Um, You may know him as the person who threatened to assassinate Trump and who became uh, one of the America's most wanted people. Um, Personally, I'm in between on this matter because on one half of the spectrum, he did have priors, uh, according to people I've talked to, that he did have uh have has done some shitty things in the past uh, i'm not gonna go into those because it's none of my business and i don't know a great enough detail about it or remember how much was told to me because well i have a bad memory <laughs> but as far as i'm aware unless he had detailed plans drawn up and that he shared on the internet All he really did was say, I'm going to assassinate Trump during this press conference. So for those of you who aren't aware, because the Pennsylvanians are up in arms, not really up in arms, but really on top of this topic because it's exciting and there's not much going around around the, you know, rural, rural areas. So this guy. Uh, Well, first of all, Trump was coming to endorse a political figure in the Pennsylvania area and give him his stamp of approval saying, this is my guy. This is what your guy should be. And if you vote for me, if you like me, you should vote for this guy and blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, Sean Christie took it upon himself. And that's the topic of discussion today. Sean Christie took it upon himself to say that he hates Trump and he's going to assassinate him when he comes to PA and blah, blah, blah. Now. That is a death threat. That's understandable that there should be some stuff put into gear to, you know, be like, you can't do that. You can't say that. Here's some jail time. Here's some minor jail time. But because it's a big political figure and, you know, the president of the United States, the stakes have been risen exponentially. Like I said previously, unless there was documented proof that he had a locations where he was setting up sniper rifle and all that kind of shit all i see it as is shit posting on the internet at its finest that escalated exponentially 
Now, for people who don't know what shitposting is, which should not be anybody who's listening to this show, but just in case you don't know, shitposting is going on to a thread and saying horrible things and saying that you're going to do shit, even though you're a pansy-ass bitch who probably lives in your mother's basement and is between the ages of 17 and 24. Or, or, you know... Or that 40-year-old balding guy with the horrible acne who has that pig nose and, and snorts when he laughs. Not, You know what I mean. But um, here's the deal. I considered it shitposting. But apparently um, there was an event where either he or somebody close to him also did the same thing with with and towards Sarah Palin, and they got arrested and put away for a long time. Now, my opinion on this topic is that he shouldn't have been – he shouldn't be on America's Most Wanted as highly as he is, but that was before I knew he had priors. He, uh, he was a dangerous individual and all that kind of nonsense. But my theory is this. I think he was just shit posting on the internet. And talking shit like so many people in this country have about Trump. Kathy Griffin, when Donald Trump either was running or became president, literally held up a picture uh, or took a picture with her holding up Trump's head. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and some of the View ladies have had had pictures on their thing saying, fuck Trump, kill Trump, blah, 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 and all that kind of shit. So why is it? That this, let's face it, shit talking, um, uh, backwoods person is now being hunted like a rabid animal, being treated like he literally did the deed, and is going to be probably sent to Guantanamo Bay or like some very deep facility and being treated like a terrorist, even though he just shit posted. That's my opinion. On that, on that, you know, and for people who are like, well, yeah, but now he's breaking into houses, stealing cars and all this shit. Listen, if I was to get enough power to hunt you with the United States government, the police force, the FBI, the CIA, you know, all these kind of people, you're going to become an animal trying to survive. This is now a survival situation for for Sean Christie. He needs to live off the land. And for, according to my, you know, hearings and whispers in the wind that he was taught and how to forage and live in the woods and wilderness, etc., etc. So he's not going to be caught easily. But he's, people are like, well, he's broken the skipper dippers, which yet again, I'll never forgive him for. That you don't mess with the fat man's food. This is why my opinion of him changed drastically. But I can understand because when you're hunted like an animal, you're going to do drastic shit to survive. He's he's on America's most wanted list. That's not just a title that you drop to some girl to get her wet and be like, yeah, I'm America's most wanted. I'm a badass. No. That means if you are seen in public. People are going to call. People are going to hunt you like an animal for that $20,000 reward. Did I mention that there's a $20,000 reward to capture this guy and bring him into justice? Quote, unquote. 
I don't really think you know he did too many terrible things until after he started getting hunted like an animal. Then he's breaking into people's homes. Then he's breaking into uh, Skipper Dippers multiple times. Try well once officially and once a, a attempt. This guy is in a bad situation. He's getting hunted like an animal. He's scared, but he's smart. He's a survivalist. He knows how to dip in and out. He knows the area. He knows the region. And it's probably going to be another three months till he catch him. Now, fast forward a day when they when they probably catch him in Skipper Dipper's parking lot or something stupid like that. But my thing is, I don't know how legitimate this is, but I know uh, people personally who have gotten death threats, who have gotten threatened and, you know, bullied and, you know, targeted for an attack or, or like shit like that. And the police go to them and say, listen, even though they're threatening you, there's nothing you we can do about it until there is physical violence or something or you get proof that they're actually here and they're attacking you or whatever like that. But until then, it's just words. There's nothing we can do about it. And the only thing you can do is get a restraining order. And if they come near, that's when we could do something. Why is it that an ordinary citizen has to have something done to them? Actual physical damage to themselves, their property, or whatever, and have to have proof that's the individual threatening them before something gets done, but when a guy shit posts about America's most hated president, to my knowledge, he is on America's most wanted, foraging like an like running and foraging like an animal, doing as whatever he can because at this point it's about him surviving. Because once he goes away, he's locked up. He's not gonna get a second chance. He's not gonna get a life. He's not gonna be able to do anything. He is going to be locked up for a long ass time, and he's doing whatever he can to elude the police to escape and try to get away. Respectively, I had a dream like this where I had to try to escape the police because I accidentally shot somebody at uh, the the uh, a fucking gas station, whatever the hell it was called, Unimart. That's it. And I had a horrible dream about that. And I think I've covered that a while ago on the show. So if you want to try and find that, you can go look for that episode. But in that moment, I felt exactly how Sean Christie felt. I was hunted. I was scared. I was frightened. And I was doing everything I could to evade the police. I, I shit in bags. I threw it up in trees, threw it in the, in the woods so that the dogs wouldn't have a, my scent. They They'd be hunting my scent in the trees because I had my shit and clothes all over. Um, I was uh, going from house to house uh, on rooftop, uh, sneaking in the buildings and you know, trying to take their food, going in to like gas stations, uh, stealing food from there, etc., etc. And uh, I was living off the land. I know about places where I can hide and all that shit. And that, like, I, I can understand where this guy's coming from because I experienced that in my dream, like a vivid, real fucking dream. Not one of those things where you wake up after so long. Like I experienced almost a two-day dream in the eight hours that I slept, and it was terrifying. I, I woke up sweating in tears. Like I was scared. 
Now, this is this man's real life now. He has to run, or else he will get caught and be locked away for a very long time. Do you know how much fear that puts into somebody? Let me tell you something, buddy. If I was to hunt you with a fucking posse, guess what? You would be scared, and you would do whatever you had to do to survive. And that's what this guy's at right now. But on the other hand, nowadays in this PG era, you got to be careful with whatever the fuck you say or do. If you even talk, first of all, we we covered racism in a previous episode. You can't say any racist shit or anything that could be assumed or affiliated with a racial subscription. Like you, you can't say anything. That could offend anyone at any moment, especially when there's a camera around. Because you will lose all your shit. And if you threaten somebody nowadays, it's almost guaranteed that it's going to be elevated to a terroristic threat. And you're going to be locked away and treated like shit and beat up and fucking probably raped and molested by the guards, not even the prisoners. You got to watch what you're fucking saying. And Sean Christie, if you're listening, if you're out there and you hear this... I would love to do a one-on-one interview with you and give you 24 hours chance to run away from me. I would not aid and abed you, but I would give you a 24-hour head start before I called the fucking cops. But I'd love to get you on the program and interview you and have your opinion and thoughts on the thing. And um, honestly, if I was a lawyer for him, I would go off exactly what I just said. He was just... A dumb kid talking on the internet, talking all that good shit. He he literally had to do this to survive because he's being hunted like an animal by all the police forces and his friends and family and all that kind of shit. Uh, maybe not his mother and father because apparently they're trying to get a movie made of his life and you know this whole event, but whatever. I don't know if that's real or fake, but apparently that's on Facebook somewhere. Under their account, like they actually went on there with an interview talking about it or something. I don't know. But listen, I don't condone what he did, but I don't think he should be hunted like an animal. I think he should have a normal offense against him. Because, like I said, if you threaten a normal person, if you said, I want to kill this guy or I'm going to kill this guy, the police will have to take that into account. But I don't know if they can necessarily do something about that. Now, there might have been new laws and stuff put in place since my day in the 90s. But like I said, I've seen people who um, were in bad situations leave the bad situation. And the bad person who wanted them back or wanted to make them pay would send death threats and stuff and vandalize their car. And they couldn't do anything about it because they didn't have visual proof or, or witnesses that it was them and now we're just going off uh hey he's just talking shit and now he's gonna be america's most wanted twenty thousand dollar bounty on his head this guy's fucked and his life is over as it is and he's never gonna get a second chance at anything he's not gonna get a job he's he's not even gonna get out of jail until he's in his 50s if he's lucky his 50s he might die in prison but I digress. Sean Christie. First of all, Sean Christie. Open mic. Allowed to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I will post it. 
and you can leave my property in 24 hours. I'll call the cops. But, um, yeah. You're an idiot for what you did. But you're not a, a horrible, like the worst person. Like there's worse people than you. So that I digress. That's my opinion. You can argue. You can like it, dislike it, whatever. But I think it was just a dumbass who's posting shit on the internet. But that's my opinion. And we're going to move on. So with that said, um, guys, this isn't a sponsored video or it's not a video at all. This isn't a sponsored podcast, but uh, if you actually do get curious, Skipper Dippers does have some of the best food that I've ever eaten. Uh, and their ice cream is out of this world. Fantastic. They have this mint milkshake that will blow your fucking hair off. And uh, it, it's actually a pretty good treat to uh, dive off of. I think it's 81 that it's on. But yeah, if you if you ever get hungry or curious about the uh, location where Sean Christie has broken into once officially and twice unofficially, then go out and check out Skipper Tippers, man. I'm telling you, it's got some great food. Uh, I don't think I talked about it on my shit talking uh, episode of uh, fast food that I didn't like, but uh, their prices are a little, you know, high, but. The quality of food's really good, but their ice cream is the best part about going there. So if you ever get a chance, go out check out Skipper Dippers when you're in the PA region, and uh, you know, tell them Machiavelli sent you. <laughs> uh. So we're gonna go into some gaming territory here, and. Uh, this is something I was watching the other day. People are actually major fans of the game series Portal. And uh, they actually have – and there's only been two games, by the way. But um, they have music videos and tribute videos and all these kind of things. Even like uh, game theory videos where they try to mold together all of the Steam games. And, and how they represent in each other's timeline and all this kind of shit. Now, what I want to talk about is Half-Life 3. Now, this is going to seem like clickbait shit because there's a lot of people who've been waiting years for Half-Life 3. Literally years since the first or the second Half-Life game. Now... For those who are not in the gaming, I'll catch you up so that you're not on the outskirts. There was a company called Steam before it became the jugger, the indie juggernaut that's kind of corporate now, but still relies on indie games to salvate and sustain its form. Um, it released basically three high-class games. One being Portal, which was an innovative game at the time where you used portals to go through and figure out problems and solutions and and try to play against a master computer that would put you in tests. And, and you'd run through these tests, and I won't spoil the ending, even though it's probably been about 10, 15 years now since the ending. Um, 
And the other game they put out at the same time was Team Fortress, which is a multiplayer game where you uh, try and kill the other team. In most cases, you try to kill the other players. And there's a capture the base mode, well, well, capture flag mode. There's a a battle royale mode where everybody's killed against everybody. There's a team deathmatch mode where you try to kill the other team members and try to get as many kills as you can to rack up the points and other all sorts of modes and it had colorful characters like um oh my god the heavy which was a guy who usually carried like a like a what the fuck gatling gun um the medic who had powers the ability to heal teammates at, at a slight distance not a long distance away but a slight distance away they had the um the scout who could run, who could dodge fast, run fast, and crack people with a baseball bat. All sorts of people. Okay. And then the fucking biggest game that they had ever made and one of the most notorious games, Half-Life 1. Half-Life 1 oof, was... I don't know what genre put in because it's like horror survival, like Resident Evil, but it also, oh my God, it was a magnificent game for the time. Though right now, if you went back and played it, the polygons look like shit. The graphics do not keep up, but the story does. So basically you're a scientist named Gordon Freeman or an engineer. He might be an engineer. I don't fucking know. Called Gordon Freeman. And uh, uh, there's trying to, use the technology to go in between places uh dimensions and the company's name is black mesa well you'll find out in the portal series that black mesa is the rival corporation of um aperture science laboratories so in the in the series in the half-life you play as gordon freeman and you're trying to survive what happened and all sorts of crazy shit happened. Listen, you're caught up. If you haven't played the games, go out and play them. Or go up and watch YouTube videos and uh, come back after, you know, after I'm done talking, then go check it out. But this is for the people who actually play it and know it and basically worship it because there's almost occult-like standings for uh, Half-Life Portal and etc they also made another game called left for dead steam did not you know i think now okay each of these games has reached two standing the number two standing and have not exceeded the two there's portals gone only up to two half-life's only going up to two left for dead has only gone up to two and uh Team Fortress has only gone up to two. I have a theory on this. My theory is the following. I believe all games are tied together in the same universe and where shit has gone down horribly. That's my opinion. Well, what's your proof? Well, first of all, in the Portal series, it's proven that Black Mesa is the 
direct competition of Aperture Science Labs. Aperture Science is the portal is the portal company, and Black Mesa is the company that started the events in um, what the hell is it called? Half-Life. So from there, every bad thing that happened as a result of these two companies clashing together had um, caused the events in the other games. Or what do you mean? Okay. I think um, as a byproduct of the alien invasion, oh, spoilers, spoilers, the byproduct of the alien invasion in Half-Life 2 caused the zombie outbreak in Left 4 Dead. That's my opinion. Because there was little hints and Easter eggs in Portal 2, I believe, or Portal 1, where they said there could be like a zombie apocalypse out there and all that shit. Which makes me, derives me to believe that there was an episode out in the world of the laboratories that caused the great virus that spread across the entire world in the, in the Left 4 Dead series. And uh, Black Mesa events have caused it because of the interdimensional transportation of the aliens through. I believe it happened in or around the events of the first Portal game. And um, eventually, after a lot of work and effort, the people had caused the uh, virus to go down or something. Listen, I don't have all the facts, but I believe that all the games are linked together. And the reason why they're not getting a third game yet is because they're wait not only waiting for the absolute graphics upgrade, like the greatest quality of graphics for the time. I think they're waiting for that. Besides the fact that, you know, they're basically sitting on a massive fucking cash money thing right now with the whole Steam service. Where, you know, everybody throws out shitty indie games and Steam gets a portion of the money that goes to them because it's on their service. But I digress. I believe that they're trying to make uh, the grand finale kind of game where all three games are linked together. Like, oh, and people are going to ask, well, where does fucking Team Fortress come in? I believe that that is a computer simulation that's like trial and error on how to compete against uh, the uh, robot threat that was introduced in uh, Half-Life 2 via the robots, the giant robots that attacked. I think that could have been a completely different game, but I'm pretty sure that there was giant robots in Half-Life 2 near the end. And I believe it was a simulation on how to fight them via the DLC for, you know, the robot invasion in uh, Team Fortress 2. I believe all the games tied in together. And uh, we'll see eventually. I believe, I'm going to call it either 2020 or 2030, the final Half-Life game is going to, the final finale of all the games are going to come out. And I think that's going to be it for all the franchises. But then again, 
it's been almost 20 plus years, maybe around there, possibly less, that those games came out. So maybe it might not ever come out. Maybe they don't have the utilities or the people to complete the games. Because a lot of great game ideas and a lot of great games have gone under, have been cut, completely killed off, completely stopped because either somebody who was in production left or the, you know, company went out of business and went to another person's hand and went to another person's hand and went to another person's hand until basically a atrocious mess came out a la Duke Duke of Forever. But I digress. My opinion is I believe all the games are tied in together, and the reason why we haven't had Half-Life 3 confirmed yet is because they're trying to finalize the stories without being too arbitrary, without being too ridiculous. Because it's obvious that a lot, of the, at least two of the games tie in together. I think at least three of the games, if not more, tie in together. But that's just a theory. A video game theory. Thanks for listening. So while we're in the world of video games, let's talk about Resident Evil 2 Remake's um, second major uh, fucking video thing. It shows Claire with Leon. Not Claire with Leon. Come on. Claire with Sherry Birkin. And she's trying to coax Sherry out, saying that she's not going to hurt her and all that stuff. And Sherry goes, you're the one who's going to need help. And then we got the first view of William Birkin in his magnificence. And it looked fantastic. It looked amazing. The little boss battle that you got where you're throwing grenade launch and rounds and firing fucking shotgun blasts at him and all that kind of shit. And it barely phases him and he's kicking the shit out of you. It, it looks awesome. He even has the good old Bandersnatch's uh, head grab, which if you don't know what a Bandersnatch is, you can look that up. It's one of my favorite monsters because it has such an intimidating, threatening theme when it shows up. And I love it. It's one of my absolute favorite themes from Resident Evil series altogether. And it is an intimidating monster, mind you. Even though it has only one arm, if it grabs you, it's an instant kill. And that's what I was waiting for with this Resident Evil thing. Like how uh, Nemesis would grab your face in 3 and lift you up. And if you didn't mash hard enough, it would lift you up and instantly kill you with a, with a tentacle through your mouth and through your head and kill you instantly. <clears throat> so, if you haven't seen the thing, the um, clip, video, whatever, go check it out before I ruin this. Spoiler warning. They get away from uh, William. Excuse me. And they're they're about they're trying to open the door to the police station, the the shutter gate that locks the cars in, and they're uh, just about to open it when a figure goes, Sherry Birkin, I haven't seen. I was looking for you or something like that, and uh, it's Irons, uh, Police Commissioner Irons, Brian Irons, I think it was, and he looks 
exactly not exactly how he would look in the fucking original they took a lot of liberties with him but i love the way he looks he looks like that fat cop from that that one sitcom sitcom, the one cop show back in the day where he was balding with the the uh, horseshoe haircut he was an older gentleman slightly chubby overweight with that fucking sweet caterpillar stash across the mouth he looks exactly like that cop, but in Brad Irons' fucking – maybe it was Brad. I don't fucking know. Irons' fucking get-up. The brown vest, the red tie with the white shirt underneath it. And he's like, get on the ground. Get on the ground or I will shoot. And he shoots past her head. And you see the bullet wound on her fucking cheek. It looks badass, and I am still pretty hyped about it, even though I don't like Claire's – drastic change in appearance listen if you were a 90s baby and you played the original resident evil 2 and you fapped to claire's polygon goodness then you know exactly what i'm talking about uh the fucking laura croft lips the the fucking uh Chris's partner from Resident Evil 5's, 5's nose. I, I don't like her appearance. Say what you will about the fucking limitations of the PlayStation 1. Claire looked awesome. And this new Claire, I am not feeling it. I'm not digging it. Ugh. Ugh. But regardless of how I feel about her appearance and the, and the redesign of her with her giant fucking flopping ass cheeks... I still am hyped about this game. I'm still excited about the game. I can't wait to see the old cast. I can't wait to see Kendo. I can't wait to see Brian Irons. I can't wait to see the Tyrant, uh, Mr. X, you know. The list goes on. But they did a great job with Sherry. She's really adorable, and you really have that desire to save her as a child character and all that stuff. So. Ada Wong looks fantastic because I seen her. I think I seen her in the previous uh, thing, the first fucking venue that they showed, and maybe it was her. I don't fucking know. But I'm still pretty excited for Resident Evil 2 remake. It's been years in the making. They kept dick teasing us with, "Well, if Zero sells enough, we'll remake it." You know, fuck you. Nobody likes Zero. Everybody loves Resident Evil 2. Just fucking put it out there. And finally they did. So October, look forward to that fucking shit because it's going to blow everybody's wig off. It it looks amazing. But just puck your asshole and get ready for Deep Pen because it looks like it's going to be really hard with the zombies. They look like they take a lot more hits now, even with headshots. Uh, it doesn't fucking put them down right away. It just blows part of their face off. So... Just get ready because it's going to be a harder experience than we've ever endured in the Resident Evil genre. Even harder looking than Resident Evil 7. So I'm excited for it. I hope you are too. So before I go to the wrap-up, I just uh, went on Facebook and I found this cool site for Undisputed Belts. And they have some amazing designs I'm fairly certain, though, that each fucking belt is like $500, $600. But um, that takes me to my point. Um, 
if you're in the area and you're looking for some good wrestling, you should hit PPW. Now, I know I hyped these people up for a while, but um, it's interesting. Oh, there's some belts that aren't too expensive. There's one for 150 one for 179 It's not. It doesn't have to be too expensive, I guess. But, uh, yeah, if you're in the area and you're looking for some good old school, not old school, but some nice indie wrestling to uh, enjoy with your family and friends, you should go check out uh, PPW. Um, I really just wanted to talk about these belts. They have some fucking sweet belt designs. And, uh, yeah, even, like, uh, Matt Hardy bought a custom belt that said World's Greatest Dad. It, it's a pretty cool-looking uh, site, and the prices don't look too ridiculous. I mean, unless you go fucking crazy and get, like, a gold-plated fucking diamond-studded fucking belt, then, yeah, you're probably going to be paying the upwards of, like, 600 to to $1,000. But for a nice little belt, you know, it doesn't seem too uh, expensive, you know? I mean, yeah, like your everyday life, you're not going to fucking need a, a wrestling belt, but it's nice to have one in the closet just to, you know, have. Looks cool. But um, anyway, yeah, that's just something that popped in my feed, and I was like, you know what? Let's give these guys a shout out. They're pretty cool looking, and they look like they got a, a lot of good custom designs. And I'm sure if you send them like some custom design, I'm sure they could mold it onto the belt for you doesn't seem too hard just a little like uh uh fucking what the hell is it called when you get the pick and the hammer you're chiseling whatever but yeah you should go check them out if you want to have your own custom belt their prices don't seem to be too out of control like some places i went to was one fucking site i went to it's the most generic ass fucking shit that you can get on belt. They wanted like six hundred dollars for it. And I was like, no, that's not gonna happen. But needless to say, it, it looks pretty cool. And if I ever got a wrestling league together, which let's face it, probably won't ever happen. Though it almost happened a couple of years ago, like ten years ago. I almost had a wrestling, an underground wrestling organization, which would have been fucking sweet. I would have fucking loved to have that, especially with uh, Bill Thigpen and our and our good friend Mark as the fucking ring announcers. Dude, that would have been amazing back in the day. But uh, yeah, with funding and you know people dipping in and out and not actually have any legitimate wrestlers wanting to join, and not even having a location or a ring or any of the essentials. <laughs> Yeah, that dream failed horribly and fell flat on its face faster than Ric Flair after a few chops in the corner. But, yeah, if, if you're looking for a cool-looking belt, just to have, just be like, look at me, I'm cool, and I have this fucking 600, oh, not 600, like 200, $300 belt. Yeah. I mean, it's a good place to go. It's at Undisputed Belts, I guess, on Twitter. It's Undisputed Belts on Facebook, so go check them out. Free advertising, guys. Woo. Before the um, the recap, I want to just put out here that I am in works today trying to create a Machiavelli's Mind. Machiavelli. Machiavelli's Mind um, email. And I'm going to use that to create an entire 
Facebook page dedicated to just Machiavelli's mind. And using that email address, I'm going to create a YouTube page, though I won't be able to put up things for that yet. It is to be a future endeavor, and I just want to put out there that I am working on this, guys. It's not like I'm just sitting back and just letting this rot away and just hitting it up whenever I damn well feel like it. I am putting work and effort into the show, and hopefully sooner rather than later, I'll be able to put up some YouTube content whether it's something silly like saying karaoke with maybe the the legendary thick pen or or just going to a PBW wrestling show and recording some footage of some of the big stars in town freaking out and fangirling as they come out and do their whole gimmick of what got them famous in the wrestling industry or even some updates where I'll just officially just for the YouTube, just put out some things and talk about uh, future ideas and stuff. But um, I am working hard to try and reach other platforms with Machiavelli's Mind. And um, I hope you guys are patient with me. I hope you guys give me a chance. And like I said, if you love me, um, I'm going to try to branch out more, get more content to you get you visuals as well as audio. Um, and I'm going to try to improve the show more and more each day. Uh, yet again, guys, thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, let's close it up. Thank you again, guys. So that's today's show, everybody. Um, like I said earlier in the show, I really do appreciate any listeners I get, and um, I have I have strong opinions about stuff, and I n- almost never in my personal life get to talk about them because everybody thinks they know more than me, and they like to talk over me and interrupt me when I'm talking, and there's nothing more in this world that I hate more in my entire existence of being on this planet than being interrupted right as I'm about to rev up and go off and share my full ideas or my opinions on something. There's nothing worse to me in this world than somebody asking you a question or your opinion on something and then almost halfway through your dialogue interrupt you with their thoughts, their opinions, and their feelings on the subject. Even if you don't have all the facts, even if I don't have all the facts or all the data or anything, at that point in time, you ask me for my opinion on the topic, let me fully discuss what I want to say, then you can correct me with facts, and then I'll be like, ah, well, fuck it. I guess you're right, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about it. Fuck it. Like... Just simple manners. If it's it's what I can't stand about debates and stuff. If you want to debate, have one person talk, then you shut the fuck up, and then you let the, another person rebuttal. I've never, ever in my life, back in the day, 
seen debates where somebody is asked a question, they go to answer the question, and then right in the middle of their fucking debate, somebody would interrupt them and be like, well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It's like, listen, there's a time limit for each person. You have a chance to rebuttal, and you will have time to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Let me talk, rebuttal, I get a rebuttal, and that's it. That's the end of the fucking statement. Then you get the next question to start off with. You say shit, I get to rebuttal, you get to rebuttal my shit, then I get a new question. That's how debates should be be done. You should shut the fuck up and let your opponent talk. If they say some damning stuff about you <coughs> and you get a rebuttal, take your fucking rebuttal and the, and fucking talk and talk. And then let them have their chance to defend themselves. You don't fucking interrupt somebody right in the middle of a fucking t- conversation or topic or, or, or anything. It's not only bad manners, but it just shows that you're a horrible person who needs to be kicked in the nuts. If you don't have nuts, then have a fucking sledgehammer than a cap. I don't fucking know. But I digress. I had a lot of topics that we discussed. I had my personal feelings about Sean Christie that I hope <laughs> came through all right because I was having some trouble uploading some of these sections and I don't know if everything's going to make it out all right. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be fairly pissed off at my connection mostly because Anchor's a fine service and it's not them. It's mostly my connection that sucks. Um, like I said, uh, I don't think Sean Christie should be hunted like a dog. I think he should have a warrant out for his arrest. But I don't think they need the whole state of Pennsylvania looking for him, all the police force and everything else. I think he's just a dumbass who talks some shit, and now he's going to get hit as the saying goes. But yet again, my my advertisement, my offer still stands. If you want a platform to speak your mind, I'm not going to hold back. I'll let you fucking talk shit. I still have my snowball microphone. We can have a one-on-one talk and discussion about it, and then you can run away. I'm not aiding, I'm not embedding, I'm just stating the facts because you know within 24 hours or 10 hours, I'm probably going to call the cops and they're going to come get your ass. Just saying. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie about it. But yeah, uh, my Half-Life 3 theory, which literally is, I think it's going to be turned into one whole universe, going to be Half-Life universe or like the Steam Universe or something like that, where that's going to be the grand finale of all the games, etc., etc. It's going to tie everything together. But they're probably not going to do that. It'll probably be an off thing, or like a comic online that you could buy or something like that, where it ties all the stories together. Because they're, they're still a company, and they're still going to shell out, and they're still going to want to get money. So there'll probably be a Half-Life 3 with components from fucking Portal and all that shit and all that nonsense. Like I said, when you're big business, all that you fucking look at is money. And all you fucking give a shit about is trying to get grind people's last cent out of their pocket. That's why Halo hasn't died at 3. Why there's still Halo fucking 5 and all them off-brand fucking garbage things. Why fucking Gears of War didn't die at 3 when it should have fucking died at 3. 
everybody grinds shit into the into fucking pace. Resident Evil probably could have died at Code Veronica or like right before Resident Evil Four, where they fucking just start going snowballing out of control into garbage territory and then coming back at seven to make it start making it horror again and not action paced adventure bullshit. Uh, but I digress. Resident Evil 2 still making me hard as a rock. It looks amazing. I can't wait for it. It's going to be pretty fucking badass. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, <laughs> I just I just love the chance to come out here and express my feelings of gratitude to you guys. To be able to just speak freely, to just get my thoughts out, to just be able to talk shit, talk about whatever the fuck I want on here. I can't thank Anchor enough. And guys, please, for me, check out Inside You with Bill Thigpen and the Raptor. Check out all the fine uh, entertainment that Twiggy Rap Entertainment provides. We're trying hard to bring you content. We're trying hard to be comical. We're trying hard to be to do the deeds for you that need to be done. Yet again, I'm sorry that my shows once a week, if I had more time, I promise you I would knock that up to two times a week at, at minimum, at minimum. Um, like I said, if, if I can make this a full-time gig, I would love to do this, do YouTube, do all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't have any income coming from this. And I can't quit a job that I have health insurance and everything else with to do this without a major guarantee that it's going to work out. It's So, yet again, if you feel that I'm giving you entertainment and you have generosity or even extra – not even extra cash, just cash that's just sitting around in a sock drawer that you're not going to do anything with or whatever – you could throw it my way. I'll t I'll do good use with it. I'll put it into this fucking show. I'll try and get better. Try and get guests, let alone better guests. I might end up trying to ask my boy Hammergasm to be a co-host here, though I gotta put him on a leash from time to time. And um, I really hope you enjoy my program. It means the world to me to be able to speak to you to be able to put my thoughts out here and yet again, I love you guys and I hope to see you in the next episode of Machiavelli's mind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>